What's going on everyone? It's a Friday morning and uh, well, it's been a bit of a long time since I've done one of these. Ah, just too long, too long of a gap between between the last episode to this one. Um, nothing to do with not being able to get guests, nothing to do with with lack of information in terms of like stuff to talk about, nothing like that at all. Just just the sheer amount of time I've had on my hands. Um, you know, got my revision, got my big exams coming up. First one starting next Tuesday, second year heterocyclic chemistry. Should be fairly fairly easy, fairly good. Um feeling confident about it, smashing up the revision. Uh, you know, done countless, countless, countless uh past papers and got my notes, got my sticky notes, got do I've done it for the other ones, my organic, inorganic, physical. Um just yeah, just the prep has been, been superb. Um, you know, sorting out my wedding stuff. Uh, me and the missus, uh, we're going all out, all out, all out. It's gonna be a great wedding. So just been doing a couple of calls, sorting that out. Also got myself sorted to get myself some new custom clubs soon. Gonna get a fit in. Um, with a guy named John in Tree, Tree. Uh, my bad, Atlanta uh, sent. So that's going to be really interesting to see how my game changes from using quite bladed, bladed clubs. You know, like my oldest brother played with them, played off plus two. My dad played with them, played off, played off three, four back in his day, and obviously handed down to me. And and I'm just, I just can't. I let them know and then very, very good, and I'll get the all good round out with them. Um, but just I need a much more forgiving club, something more suited to myself. You know, I'm much taller. Then my brother and my dad, I'm a little bit bigger um, in terms of like my shoulders. Just, I'll find whatever I get, get given. I'm sure it's going to help with my shot and, uh, you know, work on that. Just help hopefully bring down my handicap and, uh, you know, laughing. But I'm now co-captain of the uh, the Alets and um, you can think of it as like the third, fourth team uh, uh, for, a, for a club. You know, you've got your first team, second team. Uh, Wayfarers, you got um, second team, sorry, um, and and yeah, so it's it's nice to be part of something like this. Uh, Co-captain it with uh, my golf partner in crime, uh, Bubbles, who has been on the podcast before. So it's it's good. It's going to be a good uh, couple of months. Good to get the team going. Um, we our first game yeah is next Tuesday after my exam. So what a stressful day that's going to be, but. Uh, it should be should be good fun. Um, what about a couple of weeks though? You know we've had some big, big things happening. We had the Super Cup, um, the Super League, sorry, and my team Chelsea were unfortunately, I say team, you know it's more Bramovich the owner. They had a couple of talks, you know, behind the club back, and and you know look at the other manager, not managers, look at the other you know CEOs and. And owners of, of the other clubs that have been involved, some of them have stepped down, some of them have been sacked, some of them have just not got a good reputation anymore. But I'm glad Chelsea, if, if you want, was one of the first to pull out and it started this domino effect of of other teams coming out. And I, I'm just glad it didn't happen. Why are you looking to to just cut off 99% of your fan base just for the sake of, you know, I, I, well, I guess there is a lot of money that they would have earned in this Super League, but you, you would have killed. You would have killed English football. You would have killed football in general. 
like Ital- Italian football, Spanish football. Surprised that Bay Munich didn't join in, and and even the likes of PSG. PSG didn't join in, which was more than surprising. You know, you thinking a team if you thought money and a club, you thinking PSG or Man City. I'm not putting Chelsea in that bracket, but I know a lot of people would. Um, but then again, yeah, I guess if Roman Abramovich didn't come in 2003, 2004, then uh, 2002-3, sorry, um, I definitely think Chelsea probably would have been a Championship League one seed, uh, one side. But uh, hey, look, every club needs money now, and uh, we we are where we are. You know, semi-finals of the Champions League, where. One all with Real Madrid should have been two 0 up at one point, but just weren't. I, I don't get. I don't get the man. I mean, he's. It's obviously in his head because he was. He is a deadly goal scorer, and what is it? What's up with world class strikers coming to Chelsea and not being able to perform? Is some sort of curse? I, I do not understand why we we lack this this striker dominance. I mean, no. You obviously got your your your, your drug buzz who was just well, he's one of the best to ever play the game. He's probably going to be in the Premier League Hall of Fame behind Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer. It's, I mean, then again, you can't. Torres did have a successful time. I mean, he won the Champions League with us. Uh, he won the Europa League with us. He won the FA Cup. So it's not like Torres had a bad, you know, time. The biggest one probably was Shevchenko, where it was probably the most deadliest striker in the world. AC Milan comes to Chelsea, like bags three goals a season. That that's where it was obviously a bit of a bit of a killer. But leading back to my uh, fitting clubs, yes, I'm gonna splash the cash. I'm uh, I'm ready to, to to get into this game. I'm ready to to you know walk around with a bag that hasn't got three hundred holes in it. I I I just need, you've got to invest in for yourself anyway. I need to I need to invest. It's the only sport that I, I'm going to be able to probably play for the rest of my life. I absolutely love golf. I've loved golf from a young age. I just never really dug you know sink my teeth into it. Um, over the course of two years now, three years, I've I've really really gotten more and more involved. And I could have had a chance of playing at a young age, but you know rugby was there, the boxing was there, the football was there. Uh, it was just a lot of distractions. I, I was working my way back up through through college to get to, to where I am today. And just, yeah, so so now, you know, obviously with my glasses, my vision, golf is 100% uh, the, the the number one sport in my life and probably will be now for the rest of my life. I'm hoping that by the time I get to 30 years old, I could be at a very good handicap if I'm committing, practicing every day. Just an half an hour um, outside on my little golf practice uh, net and my mat that my missus got me for my birthday. Just working on that swing. Just need to slightly slow up, slow the 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 upswing a tad, and and just obviously power through with the downswing. Commit as long as you commit and and you and you focus within ten seconds of of, of going over your ball ready right to hit your shot. Then then you know you can't ask for much more. You're doing what you you you're trying your best, and and that's it. I, I'm glad that I can I can say that you know I've definitely shortened the amount of time I'm looking over a ball to hit my shot because there's nothing worse than slow play in my opinion. I when I first first started that I used to overthink like mad and I and I get it sometimes and I used to over just not commit to the shot or 
would think so many different like oh, should I aim for this way, directions this, what this. I did, even though now I take into consideration the wind, the you know, the the weather, how hot it is, is it raining. I'm 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 taking my shot way faster than I I'm I mean I'm I'm over a ball I'm I'm taking about five seconds and I hit and then off I go. There's no need to spend a minute plus a half a minute looking over your ball right. I've seen some people and it's heartbreaking. Like you you know, I I never understood why there was a, such a massive rally for slow play and like on the PGA Tour the European Tour. I and and what I mean by that is that obviously the sizes of the course. It's probably up Mountain Ash, you're playing 18 holes and probably another nine holes on top of that to, to have just the usual 18 holer distance wise on a PGA course or European course. So they're out for about five to six hours at a time. You know, it's nowhere near the, the, the two or three hours that I would be out on a comp or two hours if I'm playing in a duo. Um, so it's. Yeah, I can I can sympathise that you don't want to be up for six hours plus because, well, who, you know, it's a long day at the end of the day, and, and these guys go another three days of this, so it's going to be absolutely draining. You want to get in and out as fast as you can, play your best game, and also you don't want to be waiting to take your shot all the time. You don't want to be getting to the to to, to the tee and then there's someone in the middle of the fairway practice taking practice shots for half a minute, and you're like. Just ripping at the ball. Like you look at Justin Johnson. I I swear down he must be over the ball and it's a matter of three seconds and, and the ball's already in the air and then he's off. And and you know, I guess it does help that when they caddy just hands him the club and they haven't gotta put their club back you know, club bag down and, and, and flipping make sure it's all tidy and then look at the club and then look at which you know, it does help to have that in the game but yeah, definitely happy with the fact that my slow play is dead and buried and I, I can now consider myself a normal timed golf hit bowler, if you want, I guess. <laughs> I think I think that's I think that's what you could say. Um just uh slightly recovering from uh last night's drinks. It was nice to actually finally be able to go out with uh, my work colleagues again. Um, as social distance as possible, of course. Uh, the bars that we went to have done a fantastic job for the social distancing. Um, you know, everything's all separated. Uh, you don't, you, you know, you're not able to get it from where you sit in. But even though the weather wasn't the best, they've had these massive like tent coverings um, to ensure that you stay nice and dry. The food was lovely, drinks superb, um, and just. Overall, just the chance of socialising and having fun and having a good laugh and lots of photos and memories now. And it's just, the oh God, the amount of 60 plus hour weeks I've had to do in the university over the last few months. It's nice that term is now finally over, but obviously for myself, staff and student, term is not quite over for me. I'm still re revising for my exams. But after my exams, then it'll be proper over for me for maybe a month or so before I gotta start my prep again and and all my work again and get ready for the next term. And for me personally, for my last final term as a student, so I can come home and not have to flip and do any revision anymore, any assignments. So that'll be uh, that'll be that'll be great. It's um yeah, five five years of a part time degree is a uh, flipping ah it's it's been draining. 
you know, I've, I'm, I hate to say it like this, but I've, I've definitely lost my spark just a tad. I just, you know, I, there used to be a time where I used to be addicted to doing assignments and addicted to revision, and I used to have been getting an adrenaline rush doing an exam. I know it sounds weird. I know it's, it's, it's some proper, proper weird and, and a bit sad to some extent if you want, but I'm not excited anymore. I'm not excited to have an assignment or to do an exam or to, to put work in. I used to, I used to, crave coming home and just putting my head down and reading through my lecture notes and revising and doing my assignments. I used to crave doing a mathematic calculation, finding, you know, a certain figure and it would be like a two-page equation that you'd break down and rearrange and mechanism. I used to be like, you know, when you got to the end of it, you'd be ecstatic. I just look at it now and, and even though I know what to do, I'm just a bit like, ugh. Yeah, I gotta draw this, and I gotta flip and do this, and I gotta, and I've just, I've just lost that spark. I've just lost, lost that spark of um, just, just education and studying. And I don't know whether COVID has done that to me, or it's the people around me in terms of like certain people in work, um, more so. Just not, not my colleagues, but there are just people higher up who have just. Just killed, killed that motive for me. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, or maybe it's you know my age. I, I know I'm only twenty six, but people usually finish their degrees by the age of twenty one, and then they move on, and they haven't got to study anymore. I've obviously done things a little bit different, and um, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to plan my wedding and trying to move up in the world and climb the ladder and. Then there's always this thing of this degree in the back of my head. But like I said, this time next year, I'll be doing my last ever exam. So I'll probably have handed in my dissertation by then. And and, and we're golden. We can uh, get some good photos for the gram in my graduation gown. If there's going to be a graduation. I've been um, listening to a couple of podcasts, obviously, while doing my revision and uh, my golf practice. And just even going for the odd run or on the bike. It's uh, a podcast called No Laying Up. And I tell you what. As, as an unbelievable podcast, no laying up on Spotify. It's an unbelievable podcast, and I recently listened to um, sort of like a dialogue and a documentary through a podcast way of the nineteen ninety one Ryder Cup and the the drama of of that Ryder Cup. It sounds absolutely mental. Like the the planning of the course, the stories behind the players. Um, the the on course uh, like situations obviously you know you've got America versus Europe it was just how like the Americans were so patriotic and they were trying to rile up the Europeans and the Europeans were trying to get some tricks in and and you you get like autobiographies read out and um, like interviews at that present time and just you get the the perspective from people's um, you know, out like backgrounds and the you know every different perspective from all the different players, and then obviously you have got the likes of like Steve Ballesteros and um, you know Colin Montgomery. Um, Ian Woosman was number one at the world. Then it it it's it just ah oh, what an unbelievable! I would definitely recommend if you love your golf history and 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 storytelling. No laying up is the recent one about the Ryder Cup is unbelievable. I I was just I stopped everything I was doing. I just had to sit down and just listen to it. This is 
so interesting and I can't believe like just how different a Ryder Cup is from say well uh what's the recent tournament that that was just played now so like the uh the Zurich 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 classic however you say it um you know you had like I think it was Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman Leishman something like that you know yeah it's a duo comp and obviously you're gonna it's not quite like you know it's a big massive team event it's it's quite like you have to be quite technical because who is gonna who is going to what's the word like complement each other in terms of like what two styles of golf will complement each other to have a great team performance i always see a lot of Roy mcelroy and um the postman uh you know, Ian Poulter, if you didn't know who the postman was, there's, i tell you the one that really surprised me with with uh, America was um, Tiger Woods and um, and Reed, and it's like, they, they don't really get along, but they've, they've, I've seen them paired with each other quite a lot of times, but, like, Reed is always, like, chucking Tiger Woods under the bus, and, and I, do, I, I can't think I've ever seen him win many, many team games together, so there's always, you always, you never know what someone's going to be like on the day, but there's, it's quite interesting how like teams get a certain picked and I mean how can you not ever forget the twenty ten course? Um just unbelievable scenes in, in Wales at the Celtic Manor. How you know, to have something like that in the UK and but not just UK but Wales, it you know, shows that Wales is definitely a growing uh, golfing um country. Obviously we've got Ian Woosman as number one, we have you got uh, you got Stuart Manley, who um, is an unbelievable uh, person, who has done a lot for Mountain Ash Golf Club. Coaches up there has helped you know spread the name. But yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, a growing factor. I mean, more so for Mountain Ash Golf Club. Uh, Welsh champions represented uh, Wales in the European uh, Amateur uh, Tournament. So. Do you know what I mean? It's a it's a grown sport and definitely at heart and very very close. It's definitely growing more than uh, your usual club, which is amazing to know. Um, I think obviously last year there was no European tournament due to COVID, so technically, uh, still Welsh champions. Uh, obviously not me for Pinnick, but uh, whomever played, you know, my brother, um, Ian Flower, you got Luke, um, I uh, can't remember the rest of the names. But you know who you are. You know who you are. I, uh, I do apologize. I'll, uh, I'll have a, I'll have a look at the photo in a second. I want to, I remember who was, um, who was playing. Very, very soon, going into the political uh, aspects, we've got the. What have I got? Here? Let's have a look what it says. Um, May sixth, uh, we're voting, um, for the Cannon Valley constituency. Uh, elections of the Senate of Cymru. So obviously, your likes of Mark Drakeford, um, who's currently the first minister. Um, this it's a bit of a I, I don't know. I've had a couple of manifestos um through my door at the moment, and it's interesting. I don't I don't really know who to vote for. Uh, I I always end up voting in the end. Um, but it's uh it's just. It's just, uh, it's just one of them things. It's, it's you know, politics uh, is something that I've, you know, I've always been told not to talk about. But you know, it's your chance to to vote for what you believe in. 
And um, I never really see much of a difference myself. Like with the Brexit thing, I don't really mind saying it would have been more beneficial to stay in Europe because of the funding we were getting in the science and research industry. But now that I look at it, it sort of worked better that we have left because of all this thing with COVID and, and the massive mess that Europe were having with the vaccines and ordering of the vaccines and the numbers where the UK on its own have done phenomenal. Um, there are a few little hiccups. Uh, I know certain people who are still waiting to get their vaccines, even though they've, they've been eligible for a while. And I can imagine that's really, really, really frustrating. Um but I, I I just think the fact that we've got herd immunity in the UK now in terms of the vaccines uh, and people who naturally had the, the virus in the first place. Like I said, I went out yesterday and I could have a couple of drinks and a meal with some friends and I'm off out to Mirror Carter on the 26th with the missus to celebrate end of my exams as well as obviously going out on the 21st to get my club fit in to also sort up my golf game and treat myself for celebrating finishing my exams. It's um, it's nice, you know. You've got this big thing in India at the moment, and you know, hundreds of thousands are getting the virus every day, and and thousands are dying every day, and they don't know what to do with the bodies. And I'm a little bit on the limbo, on the fence today, because we we've done our time in the UK, and I know that sounds horrendous, but. We are the ones that self-isolated, or I like to think that we are the ones that listened and had to suffer, and mentality was was flipping destroyed, and we had to be restricted to pretty much the bare minimum, and 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 we got everything taken away for months and months, and people lost their jobs, and people people were getting worse because the surgeries were getting cancelled, and and. Everything was just a horrendous for 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 six months to a year, and all of a sudden we we did our thing. We waited. We listened. We learned. We got the vaccine. We are now in a position where on the seventeenth of May, the majority of the UK is going to be back to normal with everything opening back up, and 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 that's a credit to to the public for listening. And and but then you got places like in India. No offence, but they carried on having millions of mass gatherings with over a million people at a time. Over half a million people have been visiting the Ganges, or whatever you say it, every single day, uh, every single week, sorry. Um, you've still had mass gatherings for weddings, which are like five days long out in India. Um, you've just had massive, just general gatherings in general, and... And they just they've had plenty of time to get organized and plenty of time to to sort themselves out, but they continued to act like nothing was going on. It's like a typical flipping conspiracy theorist thinking that there's no such thing as COVID and the vaccines are gonna flip and give them five G, so they're gonna carry on. I always remember reading a story about a guy who thought it was all fake and went to a an anti COVID party, caught COVID and then died of COVID. And I think that's the most ironic thing I've ever heard. But I just don't get how they've had all this time, knew, knew the risks and just carried on like nothing was happening. And all of a sudden, it was a ticking time bomb. And they're struggling to even bury bodies now or, or cremate bodies or look after bodies and oxygen, the lack, the lack of oxygen they've gone with now, sending stuff over. 
which is only probably going to bite us because then we're going to probably end up running out of oxygen somehow. But but then I because I, I understand. But then ugh, can you can you sympathise because none of them have self isolated or, or stayed inside. They've all carried on like nothing's happening, and then all of a sudden it's like a bomb's gone off. And and now are we meant to feel sorry? Like for for them having a higher increase in them like we we've done our time in terms of listening and following the rules and, and, and suffering and I could understand if none of us followed the rules, COVID would have been through the roof like it was last year. More people would have died, more people would have would have been hurt, families would have lost friends and, and more fam it would have been tragic but I don't know. I, I think that's just my view on it. I think that I'm gutted for them. And I, I, I think that maybe it's, you know, I hope that they can turn it around. But I I don't know. I don't know if I can feel that sorry. I know that sounds horrendous, but after the year that we've had and whoever is listening has had, you can imagine it's... it's it's hard to, to be like, but I guess you you can you can sympathise because you've been through it. But yes, it's crazy. But like, I I think I read the other day. Um, and I got nothing against religion, by the way. Oh my word, you do you like do you know what I mean? Um, but like in Israel, you've got like mass gatherings and people are getting killed because they've been stampeded on because there's so many, so many people. Uh, meeting up in mass gatherings, like how can you imagine being crushed to death because of, of a stampede? Like, like you, you've died because the amount of people that have stepped on you from a mass gathering. I, it's insane. It's, it's, it's just insane. I don't know. I, I, the world should have gone into a lockdown itself, the entire world, like the UK did. I mean, you look at places like Australia, New Zealand. Obviously, they're an island like us, so it's easier to to close the borders. And it's a deadly virus, man. And 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 people need to listen. And yeah, I just I just just hope that in a month's time that India can turn it around and uh, get back to normal. It's nice to see that with the weather that we've um we've got going on at the moment. I've uh, started to get some leaves back on the trees. So there's definitely a bit of greenness coming back with the colour. So that's really, really nice to see. The garden's looking good. There's been a little bit of rain recently. So, you know, the, the grass has had a bit of watering. It's um, it's coming coming really nice now in, in the back in the front garden. I'm uh, it's, it's looking good. You know, I've uh, definitely pride my house on, on you know, looks. Looks are always going to be the first thing when you look at a house. And if you've got a banging looking garden, freshly cut, lovely looking tree in the middle of the garden, bushes for days. I've got apparently two Christmas trees next to the conservatory. It's looking mint condition. And it's always a nice thing to look at when you're coming home. You know, it's looking quality. And I guess it's just a factor of hard work. Like, you work hard, you get a good wage, you get a okay house i mean the market's have been nuts at the moment i could probably sell the house for a way more than what it's probably worth but i mean I, I i cannot be bothered going through that process again for a long long time oh my word trying to buy a house or sell a house or trying to buy a house while trying to sell your house i can't even imagine 
buying the house as a first-time buyer off someone who had no chain in the first place was hectic enough, let alone trying to buy a house or trying to sell my house while trying to buy a house that they're in a chain of buying a house. Oh, no, I can't even get into it. I can't even imagine the paperwork. Forget it. We're living here till the rest of my life. But it's um, yeah, it's just nice, nice to come, come home to uh, to to my own house, and it's looking nice. And I don't know, just that's motivating, I guess, in his own right. Um, the fact that, I, well, I'm hoping in the next five years, well, probably not five years. I don't know. Maybe maybe when I get in my early thirties. So yeah, probably about five years. Um, I'd have to maybe sell up, get a bigger house. You know, kids on the cards, the missus is ready ready to go by then and um well it's just i can't even imagine most like i'm busy enough as it is now hence the lack of um podcast episodes i can't even imagine how busy you are when you have kids like the stories i've heard of people being up at two in the morning and three in the morning but like i get hardly any sleep anyway i get about three four hours a night because of just my how i work things um and how my sleep pattern is so i can't imagine having no sleep at all for about a week Ah, oh, it's going to be horrendous. But then again, that's when you take turns, I would imagine. Um, with looking after your kids and someone will do one night shift and you do the next night shift. I don't. You've got to work as a team, I guess, when you have kids. Like, you have to be a team, otherwise it's not going to work. As, as far as I know, it, you know, the first few months are the hardest. And then when your kids start to talk, ah, oh, I can't even imagine how amazing that is for your kid to turn around and be like, Dad or Mom. And, yeah. But obviously that's all to come. That's many, many years on the line. That's many hand handicap drops. Hopefully by then, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a crazy, crazy couple of well by this time next year. Like I said, do my exams. Um, start looking forward more to my wedding, especially holidays. I cannot wait to go on my honeymoon to Santorini. Oh, that's gonna be bliss. It's gonna be sun, sun and drinks, and then more sun. Um. I'm going away next June, I think, with Millie's family. So that's going to be amazing. Back in the sun again. Got a fishing trip coming up soon. Uh, I haven't been fishing for, I don't know how many years, probably about 20 years. Um, I don't think I've ever caught a fish, but if I catch a fish, I'm definitely putting it up Instagram. Little plug, Aaron T. Carhartt, Instagram. Get it there. Happy days. Arvon tweets on Twitter. Arvon snaps on Snapchat. Check it all in. Chuck in a follow. Always good to get that number up. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting going fishing. I uh, I don't know. I think you know you chuck the rod out and and then you just you just wait. And if you get a wiggle, then you 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 flipping tug the flipping the handle and you spin. I it's gonna it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. Gonna be a great laugh. But it's nice just to see. You know, the fact that I can go back over England now as well. I can see Millie's grandparents, family. I can see, you know, friends who live across the border. It's definitely nice that things are easing up. And um, I'd like to think that there's never going to be another lockdown. But, you know, you can't be too sure. As long as we keep these vaccines up and people get their, their flu jab as well and the boosters, I can definitely think that there won't be any masks at my wedding at this rate with um with how it's going on it'll be good it'll be good to i'm lucky that my wedding's next july so hopefully that's a long enough time to, to have more easements and more numbers at a wedding and 
yeah, it's 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 good. Things are looking good. I you know I know a couple of my friends have been in a bad place, and I've been having long chats with them and making sure that their head is in the right place, because this is gonna have an after effect for for God knows how many years and and, and probably longer than that for some people's mentality. Um, a couple of my friends, yeah, have just been in a bad spot, and um, everyone's just looking after each other, checking in on each other, and if you have friends who. You think you're not doing so well? Just get a little check-in. Just just have a little check-in and and give them you know the heads up and let them know that you're there for the chat. And now for a cup of coffee, you know, come the seventeens, you can have a sit down, meet up, enjoy each other's company, have a laugh. You know, put the phones away. Just have a one-on-one or a group chat, but put the phones away. Right, that purse is more important than your phone. I cannot stand. Do you know, ah, duh, how do I how do I even not talk about this? It's the most frustrating thing in the world. First time you can meet people probably outside in groups of six and whatnot in Wales anyway, for 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 how many for how many months now right for over a year, and and the first thing I see people people do is sit down and go on their phones in front of their friend. I'm like, you haven't seen this person for about seven months, and 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 you're gonna just go on your phone in front, or you're both gonna go on your phone, and 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 I'm like, have a chat. People forgotten to want to, to to have a chat. Have a chat. Talk to the person. But then maybe that's just me because I'm a naturally good talker anyway and I can chat for flipping wheels, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, just a quick one today. Uh, Going to go back to my revision now. Uh, currently looking at um, third year organic. Um, so advanced organic chemistry. Um, yeah, it's, it's, what, what year is this? This is 2018-19. So we're gonna do a bit of that. First question: How many pi, how many pi molecular orbitals does cyclopentadiene have? I'm looking at this cyclopentadiene. I see four. Do you know I mean two marks right there? Thank you very much. Done. Sketch the homo of the. Oh, and by the way, that means higher orbital molecular, uh, high orbital molecular. Oh my word! I can't remember what it means. Ah, see, need more revision. Higher, high orb. Oh my word. <laughs> Fippin' sack me. Anyway, I'll obviously work on that. Um, but yeah, that's the first question of uh, this this past paper. Just trying to smash out the exam, uh, the exams, and then uh, yeah, it's a strange one again. Doing the exams in my office and having the stress of uploading it to to Blackboard, which is currently down. Thank you very much, USW. Can you please fix the servers? I do not need the servers to crash while I'm doing my exam online. There is not enough stress cells in my body to deal with that. I will flip tables in the famous words of Owen. I will flip tables. I will flip tables. Other than that, end on a good note. I hope you're all doing well. Don't forget to reach out to that person if they do, if you think they need a chat. Don't forget to tell your parents you love them. Alright, just... Just spread the good word and um, we'll go on from here. But until then, have a good one. Apologies again for the lack of podcast. Just, just revision, do you know what I mean? At the, at the chaos with the revision. Um, and definitely lots of guests to, to come. But uh, check out that podcast as well and all laying up. Unbelievable commentary. Uh, yeah, take care everyone. Have a good one. Take care and goodbye.